Welcome, everybody, to Socket. I am the great and powerful King of Kings, Prince of all that is awesome. Derek, how the fuck are you doing on this beautiful Friday, April 2nd of the horrible year that has been 20-fucking-21? What a week it has been. I've had a lot of fun this week. Man, we've had everybody from, you know... Advocates for the LGBTQ, and then yesterday I had one of my favorite bands of all time, um, Authority Zero on, so that was fucking fun. Um, man, we've had just a great fucking time this week, so we're going to close it out the same way we do every week with a little bit of music, a little bit of fun, and a little bit of chaos, just like we always fucking do. So let's get right fucking to it. Tonight... I have with me a band that is relatively new, but with only two singles has amassed a gigantic following on social media and YouTube and a sh almost 15 million downloads on Spotify. Absolutely insane. So let's just jump right into it and talk to the insanity of the band, Dylan and Alice. Going What's on? up, guys? On? How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm really fucking glad to hear that because, you know, we're going to have some fucking fun tonight because, you know, I've had a great week and a shitty week all at the same time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yes. So let me give you a little Let's bit of backstory. Let's keep it on, on the great end. Huh? Let's keep it going great. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of story real quick here because okay. – because to kind of give you the, uh, the idea of what I'm feeling right now and to let you know that I need some insanity and funniness in my life because of the story I'm about to tell you. Okay. So Monday, I recorded an episode with um, the communications director for the LGBTQ task force. We talked about the whole – all the trans bullshit that's been going on in the country and stuff like that. But I mm -hmm. fucked up their name at the beginning of the episode. So I had to mm -hmm. go back, and I didn't want to air it until Wednesday, with this, uh, which was the – uh, trans visibility day um okay. so i went and re-recorded the i wanted to re-record the intro however i woke up wednesday morning laid in bed just kind of chilling was really fucking lazy and about one o'clock noon noon 30 whatever it was i got out of bed and then i saw my cat laying in my daughter's bathroom sick as shit like something oh, no. was seriously wrong with him and oh. i scooped him up and I ran downstairs to go take him to the vet. And as I'm running downstairs, this poor little guy dies in my arms. So I didn't know what to do. I called my ex-wife, told her what was going on. She freaked out. And we ended up – I ended up taking him to the vet to get cremated. So yeah. that whole ordeal just sucked. So, like, I still knew in my head I still have a job to do. 
So it took me to like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock that night to finally get my ass out of bed because I'm just laying in bed fucking bawling my eyes out because my cat was yeah. my cat, man. And uh, finally got up the nerve to fucking, you know, re-record the uh, intro and stuff like that. Crying my eyes out telling the story as well. And, yeah. you know, then yesterday I, I had already pre-recorded the episode with Authority Zero on Monday as well. And uh, so I didn't get a chance to really do this. And now, so I really need this in my life because yeah. the last two days have just been absolute fucking horror for me. So I'm glad that I had to have on the pranksters and the metalheads that you guys are <laughs> because I need some fucking fun in my life. Yeah, man, dude, I feel you on that. I've had, you know, a couple of dogs, uh, you know, obviously died in my family as well. And I have, you know, you heard my dog earlier who was <laughs> barking at some neighbors passing by. She's actually older. Um, you know, she's like probably 12 now or so. So it sucks, you know, that it really does suck. And I feel you on that. But you know what? You know, they're in a better place now. And um, that's all that matters, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, he was only a little over a year old. I don't know what happened. Um mm -hmm. I had gotten them last year for my birthday. So I'm a week away from my birthday now. And, yeah. uh, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 40. And to lose that guy was just, it just sucked, man. Especially over the last year. You know, he's yeah. been like my rock because, like, I'm going through a divorce and all this other shit. And it's like, I got my cat. Well, now I don't have my cat. And now I'm, now I'm pissed. <laughs> and then your cat's always going to be with you, though. It is. So. I'm getting a fucking big-ass tattoo of him on, uh, in the, on the 26th. Oh, that's dope. That's yeah, I, found pretty a, I found a really fucking cool picture of him as a kitten. And yeah, yeah. I went to my tattoo guy yesterday, and I said, we're doing this. And he goes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So. That, that's cool. All right, so enough with the somber bullshit. How the fuck are you guys doing, man? How's how's life over there in uh, where you guys? California, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, right now, we're in, uh, we're in Los Angeles. Uh, kind of close to Universal Studios. Up, up on the hillside. Um, we got a cactus outside. It's, it's pretty nice. It's a nice day outside, too. It's kind of hot. It was hot today. It is. Yeah. I, I, I messed up. I, I had a, a flannel on. And I had all this stuff on. So, you know, I like to I wear a lot of clothes. Like a car. <laughs> See, you got all this on, bro. You got two layers. You got a hoodie on and a hat. It's hot as hell outside. It's like 80 degrees. You want to be cool. Like, you want to put on the extra stuff. I'm no. wearing a hoodie and I got because a it's... On too, right? <laughs> I'm wearing a fucking hoodie because it's literally fucking 40 degrees outside right now. Oh, okay. Well, so you have a good excuse. To, well, here's the bullshit. Here, here's some bullshit. So this past weekend up here in beautiful northern Virginia, we were in the 80s, 85. It was beautiful. But nice. then uh, we had a, a really nasty rainstorm come through on Tuesday. And then yesterday on April fucking Fool's Day, it's in the 30s all day and it fucking snows. Dang, you got so pranked. mother nature <laughs> pranked <laughs> us on fucking april on april fool's day and, then, and today wasn't any better now it's windy as shit it's in the 40s yeah and it was fucking i thought it was done i thought it was done i love the cold and i love the fucking snow but yeah. you know there's a limit there's a line april 1st is the line and we didn't get that this year because snow because <laughs> snow is beautiful i love the snow myself i love going snowboarding that type of stuff you know yeah but uh you know like when you got shove it out your driveway and it gets on your car and all that that i'm sure that's kind of annoying i'm sure that's you, why you i have kids more of that than i do well I that's why know. i have kids i have them shovel for me here's five oh, okay. Smart go man. shovel 
go brush off my car. Here's another five bucks. Right. There you go. You know, I mean, I ain't doing that shit. Right. (laughs) I got more important things to do, like play Call of Duty. (laughs) There you go. Wait, wait, wait. Yo, this guy as my witness every day, no, every night at like 3 a.m. What am I doing, bro? Ah! Ah! Fire, fire, fire! I love playing Call of Duty, bro. At like late at night, I'm my neighbors probably hate me. I'm screaming, reloading, cover me. <laughs> and the thing I do is I, I like to throw people. So <laughs> I have a SpongeBob voice I do. I go, nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but I do a loud as hell. So the people get it. It's funny. He's like, wait, what? What is going on? He's like playing guitar, you know. Yeah, I have my Xbox down here in my studio in my basement because um, I stream as well. So, yeah. but when I go to bed at night, I'm you know I'm still playing fucking uh, you know Call of Duty, but the mobile version on my phone. <laughs> so oh, I'll yeah, be playing yeah, yeah. the mobile version all throughout the night. The mobile version is just as fucking good as the goddamn you know. I heard, I heard. As Warzone, I haven't played that before, but uh, I know people that do. We and should play together. We should play together. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The uh the Call of Duty fucking mobile app is really fucking cool because, you know, it's so easy to earn things. It's like not hard at all, so you don't have to pay for shit. It's just fucking really. As long as you're a decent player, you can level up really fucking fast. I mean, mm. and it it plays the same. As long as you're good on your phone, it's fine. But I fucking love it. So I'm constantly yeah, yeah. playing Call of Duty all the goddamn time. That, that's me, man. That's me. Uh, actually, I, I, a lot of people don't know this, but I have um, uh, like an esports team that I, I basically manage, and uh, we're called Raw Creations. And uh, so I have a, bu- a bunch of guys that are trying to go pro, and they play with some pro players. Uh, so I'm always kind of like in that mix too. And like you know, it, it's just fun. I love I love playing. I've loved playing since like eight years ago. Black Ops One. That that's my game. Black Ops One. That's old school. Black Ops One was fantastic. Black Ops Two was good. Black Ops yeah. 3 was decent. I agree. The, only, the <laughs> only thing I liked about Black Ops 3 was that Avenged Sevenfold was on the soundtrack. Yeah. And you could fucking get a bonus fucking character. You could play as Matt. That was fucking cool. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that song. Actually, I had that song downloaded. And a lot of people don't know this. They actually first appeared on Black Ops 1 on a zombie map called uh, Call of the Dead. The song called... Uh, Shoot, I forget. Uh, I won't. I won't die or something like that. I, yeah, I'm something like that. Yeah, but it's a really good song. But Carry On was the one that was on Black Ops Three, and that was a great fucking song too. Yeah, Carry On was dope. Yeah, Avengers Unfold. As much as they pissed me off this past year, is still my favorite band of all time. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, really they good. they pissed me and a bunch of fucking people off because oh, so back in like October, they sent out a mass email to the fan club saying, hey. You know, we know you guys are looking for new music, and we know, you know, thus, rest assured, we're making a new album, but we're not going to put it out for maybe two or three years until we can tour again. That That's basically what he gave a whole long explanation, which I understand. He's like, our music needs to be paid live and blah, 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 blah. But, like, we're sitting at home doing fucking or nothing. Hell. Where yeah. Can you at least give us a fucking single? Hell, go yeah. back to 2015 and show me a fucking concert. Put a concert out, a live concert album out, something. Do yeah, yeah. fucking something. But no, they're like, eh, whatever, we'll do whatever. Man. But 
That, that does suck. But this, I mean, this pandemic has stopped everyone from touring and everyone from doing stuff, you know? Correct. But the, but the difference is, and I'm sure you guys can attest to this, that it's opened a door for the indie scene. Mm. Because now the indie scene is on a level playing field. Because unless you're like Taylor Swift and fucking Miley Cyrus are like the only people that have put out albums last year. I mean, there's a couple other ones, you know, a handful of them, but those are like the biggest ones that put out albums last year. So mm-hmm. that's it. So you're not having to compete on a Tuesday or a Friday with Avenged Sevenfold, or you're not having to compete on a, you know, compete on a Tuesday or Friday with Volbeat or anybody else. No, it's, mm-hmm. you're just competing against the other indie guys and the other indie guys support you. So you're right. doing all this great fucking shit and it's fucking fantastic. I fucking love the indie scene. Mm. If it wasn't for the indie scene, I probably would have died because of how fucking bored I was, man. But all the new indie music that I've been seeing and hearing has been fantastic, which brings yeah, me to know. my next point. So we're going to mm. we're going to slide right into this. Okay. You guys have been were hot right out of the fucking gate. Mm-hmm. And if you guys look at your Instagram page from April to January, it's nothing. Mm. What the fuck? So hit me. Yeah, Come on. Okay. Let's, let's, let's that get some explaining COVID, going. Yes, that, that was just COVID. Uh, also, uh, I, I manage a lot of other pages. and I'm working on TikTok a lot, too. You know, TikTok kind of came along, and you know, we were just on that. Um, another big factor was uh, we were – so for the past four years, we, we've been signed to Beyonce's dad, uh, Matthew Knowles. Correct. And, uh, and his label, Music World Entertainment. And basically, about – Four and a half months ago is when I finally decided to leave that label um, because they're supposed to, they basically promised us a whole lot of things like, you know, tour, all this stuff. And, um, you know, basically none, like none of it happened. And we kind of had to do all the work ourselves. Like we were, I mean, I was kind of like our own manager, me and my mom. And we had to figure out everything on, you know, Spotify, you know, playlisting. Like we didn't even know about the editorial playlist, the, the official Spotify playlist, all this stuff. They're supposed to know, you know, this knowledge and, and give it to us so we could succeed. But I'm out here being a label myself, you know, at the age of, you know, 20 years old, I was doing this. And, you know, it's been really crazy. Uh, as for the April to da 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 not posting, um, again, that, that's just kind of like the result of us not doing anything just at all. Like right, right now, we're in a good spot because we're actually, we recorded two new songs. And we're about to get re-signed to a new label. Uh, we have a whole list of uh, labels that, that we're looking at. And uh, we're probably going to set up some meetings in a couple weeks, actually. Um, but because of that whole, I, I won't say a bad deal, but it was just like, you know, it wasn't the greatest experience with that label because things didn't happen. Uh, it kind of set us back. And with the pandemic as well. Yeah, I mean, I can definitely understand, though. I mean, you guys being young at the time, so four years ago you were 16, you know, and getting an offer from Beyonce's dad, I mean, fuck yeah. I mean, anyone would have jumped at that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and especially with the experience that they bring, you know, you would think that they would be there for you. But, yeah. you know. And, and but, what, what it really was, uh, it was, you know, he has a bunch of, uh, of artists that are gospel, um, R&B, you know, pop. I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah, and, and we were uh, we were the first and only band that he's ever signed uh, in the rock genre. More, I mean, our actual genre is alternative metal, uh, but you know, we're his first rock band. And so, even though it was pretty cool, like, oh wow, like, we're in our own lane, like in his label. That means he'll probably like do a lot with us. 
he was trying to, but he just didn't know what to do, or they didn't know what to do because they never dealt with a rock band before. They did with R&B artists. So different strategies, different people you got to, and contacts you got to know, which they didn't have. Yeah, and, and I was just going to say that was definitely, you know, just without even you saying that, I had a feeling that exactly was the problem. I mean, yeah. it's like, and that'd be like Jay Z managing a metal band. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I mean, I wouldn't even, you know, if I was a rapper, I wouldn't be want to be signed by Jay Z either. But that's not this point. The point is, you know, you've got to stick with what you know. I mean, the 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 good labels out there for metal are few and far between. You know, whether it's Roadrunner, whether it's Ferret, um, or the, but then other than that, that's pretty much it unless you're going indie um so i mean yeah i mean but so all i gotta say is from somebody that you know look deals with the music industry from a different point of view um because i deal with the music industry obviously as a consultant and a you know interviewer and stuff like that just be extra careful this time yeah for sure and that's actually what uh you know the, the band non-point they have that song bullet with a name they're pretty big um yep uh i think them and they're from florida i'm from florida so yeah i'm I'm very yeah i used to i actually used to hang out with them a bunch of times i've been to many of their shows oh yeah oh yeah they're great that's awesome yeah yeah so i I have the lead singers uh contact and we talk sometimes and um and anyways i was on the phone with them i just wanted some advice you know from what because i told them about the whole situation like right right before i was about to finally leave leave that label and to see what his thoughts were on what i should do and he had some regrets uh, of his past and he was just saying like yo um, you know, maybe you should just go independent, you know, maybe you should do this and that, or if you're going to do that, at least take these extra steps that, and do this to protect yourself because, uh, you know, things happen. Yeah. I mean, in this day and age, it's better to have to better be independent with a distribution deal, in my opinion, mm. because therefore you kind of control what's going to happen and you don't have a fucking producer over your back sitting there saying, nope, that's not going to make us money. Let's change that. You know what I mean? That that's my opinion. Um, yeah. Obviously, if you're a big band, you know that's you know, and have money behind you, that's a little bit different. Especially if you're, you know, an Avenged Sevenfold or stuff like that, where you can turn to the label and say "fuck you" and I'm not doing that. That's mm-hmm. when you have that power. That's okay. But when you're first starting out, being independent with a um, a distribution deal from a record label, that's the best. That's the best route, in my opinion. So, yeah, I mean, we, we will see. We will definitely see soon. Uh, <clears throat> right now, we're working on actually, we haven't told many people this yet. Um, we just had a bunch of uh, billboards in Los Angeles and, and New York. And, uh, and I'm about to post some of the footage online one of these days. But, anyways, um, we have like 12 billboards, and it's basically talking about <clears throat> we're promoting uh, a new reality show that we're going to be hosting soon. It's a basic called Battle of the Bands. And the idea is like American Idol, but for metal bands. And uh, we're working on that. And uh, also in probably late April to the beginning of May, which is my birthday month, by the way, um, we are going to be taking on some of these meetings with like probably Hopeless Records, Sumerian, you know, all, all those type of, the good you news. know, our niche. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And he's excited. You, you know, should be. Down from, from Japan, you know, he just moved down here a couple years ago and you know, unfortunately, the pandemic hit. You know, know. His plan was to come down here and start playing shows. You know, because that's why he's he's here. Uh, you know, on his on his visa. 
is you know he wants to be a rock star and, and fucking jam out and play shows uh, but you know it's been kind of tough because of right when he got here you know pandemic <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but you know he moved here from japan a couple years ago and you know you guys, you guys get together and then you put a fucking rabbit hat on him and said fuck the asian guy <laughs> see you started the asian hate before it even started as a you know because of the pandemic see that's oh my god (laughs) look at that shit i'm fucking with you i'm fucking with you i thought it was funny (laughs) (laughs) um so see and that was going back to what we were talking about that is what you just said was exactly my has been my sentiment all year long as far as like indie music um because you know you had a label that wouldn't do anything with you during the pandemic uh, but yet all these other indie bands especially all the bands out of California that I've talked to like Counterpunch and all these other fucking great fucking bands that are just out there saying fuck it we're doing it ourselves and we'll just you know yeah, have yeah. some fun in the process you know, we weren't able to, we, we, we would get, you know, obviously you gotta go through this whole process before we're able to do this and that. Um, like we had some freedom, but at the same time, not as much as, as we would like. like. I know there was like this one problem that we had with, uh, with people using our songs for, um, in their YouTube videos. Cause I, I have like a lot of uh, social media contacts. So I was like, all right, so throw up our songs on, on this video and, and uh, add, you know, our link and all this stuff. And probably people will click on the link and check out our, our songs that way. Um, so we would have, you know, uh, my friends post their YouTube stuff and have us and end their video somewhere. But uh, every time that would happen is like DMCA. Uh, uh, what? DMCA. Fucking copyright. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, I was like, yo, can we take that off? Uh, because they're, they're trying to get paid, you know, not that we're just on their channel. And that's helping us in that way. We're not trying to steal their money and, you know, and get them copyrighted, too. Uh, and label they like they were like okay cool they they were actually willing to do that wow but they didn't know how <laughs> they actually didn't know how and so every time that happened we did it two times and after that i was like just no more it, it's not worth it it took them like a month each time just to figure out how to i was like fuck dude yeah and I that's... Was like, my friends like i'm sorry bro like I, i'm so sorry like well whatever money we take from you we'll pay it back you know yeah um, and that's one of the biggest problems that i've had too um you know because i'm just an independent show but you know, bringing on at this point now probably over a hundred bands on my show. Um, you know, occasionally I'll do a live stream with them and they'll play live music or those, our new albums get ready to come out. Let's go ahead and, you know, let's go ahead and uh, demo it, you know, for your, for your fans, for our fans or whatever. And boom, 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 boom. Copyright strike every time. Um, but then I'll fight it and they'll, they'll fight it for me and then it'll get erased. But still it's like, so, like, I had a band out of Indiana on a week That's or scary two ago. For you too, because huh? you're the channel owner, so that, that, could, that could fuck up your channel. Correct, you yeah. So, like, I think it was, like, two weeks ago, I had a band out of uh, Indiana called Karma Kids on, and their album doesn't even release until June. Mm. Their album's not even out until June, so it's nowhere uploaded. But yeah. I played four of their songs at their request. It's even in the fucking video. And I got dinged for every single song. And I'm like, these aren't even public knowledge yet. And I'm already getting dinged. Dang. So luckily, you know, the, the guys went to bat for me, obviously. And they were like, look, we told them to play these songs. And they took all the, the DMCAs away. 
But yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge fucking problem. I mean, that's why my intro music is done by a local band up in Maryland um, that doesn't have a you know a publishing rights at all. So they said just yeah. go ahead and fucking take it. Um, so that's what I did, and unfortunately, that's what we have to do in some cases, or we have to pay money or find somebody that's willing to just give us a license for free or whatever the case might be, or we just have to go to some random fucking free copyright free music website and yeah yeah if try to find something that we like so that's so hard man like because you want to find the right song too you yeah. know for your intro or for like whatever just a segment you know you want to find the right thing sometimes yeah. those free copyright songs are not it <laughs> no they're not i mean i got very very lucky with the band that i chose they were mm-hmm. all about it they were like hell yeah so I mean, yeah. for the last year, I've been playing their fucking song every day. So it's on in our, you know, I even put snippets of the uh, music video in my intro for the YouTube content, um, so people get to see who they are every week. So that works out for them. But at the same time, it's like, at first, the first time I went to go play that intro, I was like, am I gonna fucking get copyrighted? And luckily, I didn't. And so it's all good. But it, that is one of the biggest problems out there right now, like um, for Twitch streamers right now. That's one of the biggest fucking problems right now. People are just getting content like taken off at randomly, you know, then fined or kicked off platforms oh. and shit. Like it's this whole copyright, you know, music fucking thing is out of control right now. Now, with good reason, I completely understand it, but at the same time, the way they're going about it is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually really interesting. I, I'm actually happy that you told me that because uh, I was thinking about doing more Twitch. I, I just got affiliate, affiliated not too long ago, but I'm still very, very like kind of new to it. Um, so I don't have like any real knowledge like when it comes to the Twitch streaming. Uh, so that, I didn't know that I, I could get copyrighted uh, and all that stuff. So. Yeah, what they what they were a lot of people were doing was just you know playing with their you know their Amazon Echo in the background, you know. Just yeah, randomly yeah, yeah. playing songs, but yeah, but then they would get striked right away. But then there's, but there's a lot. There's a new. Um, there's one of the biggest uh, streamers out there. His name is Harris Heller. He created a um, thousand song playlist of nothing but stuff that he wrote himself. Um, for that's completely copyright free for streamers and stuff like that. So oh, wow. there's a lot of people that are jumping in on that to help out with that. But at the same time, it's. It's this. It's a pain in the ass. It really is. Yeah. It, it especially sucks for, again, people like me or you guys who are coming on a show to promote your stuff, and I can't play what you, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I already knew that I couldn't play your stuff because it was you guys were assigned to a label, so I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. But the next yeah. song that you guys release, if it's done just on a distribution deal, I can play it all day long and be able to fight it because it's your you guys own it they just distribute it for you so that's an right. easy way to do it and that's how i've i've really been careful about that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. it's crazy this shit is just absolutely insane yeah man oh man those damn record companies are all about the fucking money yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, they're trying to play it safe for this time around. Uh, we've been signed, uh, well, I, I've been signed a couple different times with different people, and it just seems like basically every time it's, you know, just not what we want. But the thing is, I was, I was younger, obviously, each time. So I didn't, first time didn't have, you know, my parents are helping me out. And, you know, they, you know, there's my parents, they're trying to help me, but they don't really know 
too much as well. That me trying to figure some things out, get signed again, not what I'm looking for again. And this time with, with, with you know, but uh, Matthew knows that was probably the best one so far, but we can still do better. Yeah. You can always do better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, whether it's even capital too. So I mean, you got capital, you got Sumerian, you've got ferret, you've got roadrunner there. You've got a bunch of good ones out there. You just need to make sure you make that right choice. Yeah. You know, make sure you have some type of creative control. That word right there, creative control is your, is your gold mine. That's huge. It is. It's very huge. Um, especially in this day and age, because there's so much fucking other bands out there doing what you guys do. And if you have a, you know, a money label behind you, they're going to try to mimic what they want to hear. What? Cause they're, Oh, you know, look at fucking, you know, bring me the rise and look what they're doing. They're making good fucking money. Let's try to be like them. Or let's go over here and try to be like them. Let's try. No, we want to be ourselves. So that creative control thing is huge. And you guys have seen that. I mean, it's 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 big, big. I feel like every band. Well, not every band. I'm sorry. I did not mean to say that. But like all the like the memes on, on Instagram is like when Bring Me the Horizon or Architects like release a song, every band's like, oh, like, let's copy that. Like, you know, obviously not every band is copying that. But uh, they are kind of like the the ones that a lot of people kind of get their inspiration from now nowadays. Well, that's just the thing. Um, because when you look, we were talking about this before we went on the air. Um, look at all the bands outside of the States. You know, whether it's Australian bands, whether it's fucking um, English or European bands. Now even fucking ba- bands out of the old former Soviet Republic and stuff like that. You know, they're the ones leading the charge in the music industry. You know, yeah, I would say like a bunch of those Australian bands, like they're they're pretty creative too. But like I think Thornhill is over there. I, I forget, but yeah, yeah, they're they're for sure doing their thing over there. I, it's a bigger scene over there too. Yeah, I mean the biggest ones in Australia, I think. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, would probably be Parkway Drive would probably be the biggest, and then Periphery, and then Twelve Foot Ninja are probably the biggest three in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like going outside the states, you've also got bands like ginger which is like the biggest fucking you know russian metal band in ever existence just because fucking tatiana is a gorgeous woman that has the voice of a i can't even her voice is just out fucking standing you know what i'm talking about right ginger you know ginger you've really? never heard ginger i mean I, I i might have but i'm not sure if you hear them you'll know them okay yeah i mean but then at the same time look at like Volbeat, you know, Volbeat's yeah, yeah, out there yeah. fucking kicking ass. And, you know, you've got mm-hmm. so much other stuff outside the U.S. that's just doing great things. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because the thing about it is, according to everyday people, not people like you or me and not your average metalhead, but according to the average everyday Joe in America, rock is dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's a huge problem. And that's a huge hurdle to overcome. I mean, unless you've already established yourself these days, it's hard to make uh, waves in the rock industry in Mm -hmm. America. If you jump the pond, you're instantly fucking famous. I mean, like, oh, metal, let's do it. You know, but here it's like, eh, they all sound the same. They all, all they do is scream. Can't understand what the fuck they're saying. (laughs) But yet they're off there listening to them. 
You know, I've had someone tell me, uh, you know, I put on this, you know, animals as leaders. They're super technical, you know, amazing <laughs> band. You know what I mean? Like every member is fucking phenomenal. You got Tosin Abasi up in there. And uh, you know what story I'm going to tell you. I'm not going to say who, but anyways, I'll claim that this band, I'll claim they're, they're one of their biggest songs, K-Pro. So, you know, the intro, you know, some crazy ass sweeping. And this person's like, ah, it sounds like a, lot, like a lot of noise to me. I was like, what do you mean a lot of noise? This is the rip. Like, listen to this, man. Like, do not hear all this. Like, it's so technical. Like, maybe to their ears, it's like, just, just noise to them. But you don't hear, like, what's happening. Like, maybe in my head, because I could imagine, like, what they were playing. I'm like, wow, that's really impressive. But to the normal, like, average hear, you know, person, they're like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I don't get it. It's just a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> like, and wow. the same people that are saying that are the ones listening to mumble rap. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an app that allows you to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, connect with your therapist to make sure that you're getting the best help possible. BetterHelp is different in the fact that you don't have to go to your Cigna or Blue Cross Blue Shield website, look through thousands and thousands of therapists in your area that may or may not be accepting new patients and then have to wait weeks upon weeks to get into that waiting room and then wait an hour or two to get to the, see that person in that waiting room only to find out that you don't connect on that personal level and they're not what you need. BetterHelp avoids all that. They connect you with a therapist and then you can choose right away whether or not you like them and decide whether or not you want to get a different one. BetterHelp is different because of that. And when you go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod, you get 10% off your first month. BetterHelp is the best therapy app out there today. There's nothing better. And I'm so grateful to be have connected with them because I use them. And says someone who speaks from a mental health perspective who has bipolar and helps me every day. And I hope that they can help you as well. As a matter of fact, I know they can. So again, do yourself a favor. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash SIPod for 10% off your first month. BetterHelp. You can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, and the skill level of metal musicians over the last 15, 20 years has risen astronomically. I mean, they've always oh, yeah, been kind of like fantastic. But, like, look at, like, some of the vocals. Like, here, one of my favorite, I, I think, in my opinion, she's probably the greatest rock singer of all time, and she's only been around for 15, 20 years, um, is the lead singer of In This Moment, Maria Brink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right, probably the best I'll female scroll. lead singer of all time, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but really when she good. screams, she actually screams in key. This chick has five octaves. I mean, it's ridiculous. Not many people can pull that stuff off. But yet, when people hear it, it's just, oh, she's just screaming. Bitch, she's in fucking key. Can you do that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, not only that, there's so much emotion in, in their songs like like it's like i remember the first time i heard i think it was like probably like the biggest song uh, or at least at the time four but like i, I was like listening in, in the radio uh, i don't even know why i was, I was on, on the radio but i was listening to some octane instead of having my, my phone plugged in and uh i was like oh wow what 
this is cool. I was like, wow, what is this song called? I searched it up. I was like, yeah, this is a cool band. Yeah. yeah. I've seen them perform three times in concert, and she puts every ounce of energy and soul into her performing. But that's another thing about metal and rock that we get away from in other genres because, again, it needs to be that perfection in the studio. And when you have a song that is emotionally driven and you can feel that drive and emotion when you're in that booth and sometimes you just belt it out and you're not in key and you're just literally just screaming for the sake of screaming and you don't even give a fuck and you go out and you said that's exactly what i want to convey and that and we get that in this in this genre so we feel that you know that emotion when we're listening to that song we don't get that in other genres here's a great example um go back to 2019 and i've mentioned this guy a thousand times on my show because i just i love him so much even though he's a dick um ronnie radke of uh falling in reverse oh okay the song that they released in 2019 um december of 2019 popular monster one of their biggest songs of all time if you Mm. listen to that song he's just screaming for the sake of screaming because he's just so it's not in key he's not singing any notes he's just belting it out because of how much he it hurts to even sing this song and every time i listen to that song i can fucking hear and feel it in my soul because that song is about his demons and his depression and his anxiety and his ptsd all rolled in the one and those are all things that i fucking you know deal with every day i'm bipolar and I've had fucking suicide attempts and stuff like that, and so has he. And to hear a song like that from a guy like that just helps me even more every fucking day. And when you hear something like that, especially in, there's a line in the, in the song where he says, um, crash my car just to feel again. Um, the last yeah. time I attempted to commit suicide was I was going to drive off a cliff. And mm-hmm. so that line right there hits me every fucking time. But again, it's not so much the lyric as the way he's presenting it. And that's what really matters to me. And again, I've listened to rap. I've listened to other types of genres. You don't get that. And Mm -hmm. and that's what I love about this genre. And I'm not talking about, you know, metalcore or thrash. No, no, no. I'm talking about metal as a whole because I hate the whole subgenre thing. But Mm -hmm. metal as a whole, we bring aggression we bring emotion we bring passion in ways no other genre does and that's what i love about what we do yeah no dude i completely agree with that statement yeah yeah um and actually like speaking on that a little bit you know we're a band that has constantly um put out music videos that you know basically like let's see our first music video that we ever recorded was basically it was uh recorded on in pasadena at this bridge called Suicide Bridge. And uh, it's because a lot of people jump there. And um, and basically it's a suicide prevention music video. And at the end of it, we had the suicide hotline and all that. And uh, in our most recent music video for Lonely Hunter, uh, which is our, our biggest song right now, um, that was uh, basically, uh, that was against abuse. That was like, you know, against like physical abuse and that type of thing. That's why in the music video, the, the father was beaten up on, on the mom and the, the son who witnesses growing up, you know, eventually stood up to the father and, and finally was like, stop that shit and beat his ass for one time. Like, you know, it's like, made the dad stop abusing the mom in the video. Um, 
so yeah, we, we always touch on, on, on these type of topics because, you know, because our, our songs are, you know, they, they get hit heavy for some people. And I, I've been told that, you know, by some, some fans who have been dealing with, with this and that themselves. And they'll meet me and, you know, be like, yo, this video helped me out this way or that way. And that's just kind of like what we've always represented ourselves and what we're going to continue uh, to represent, you know, and uh, you know, just want to help people get, get past those demons that they have. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's exactly what my show is about. Um, <clears throat> the whole idea behind Suck It Podcast, um, for you guys to know, is, you know, going, growing up in the 90s as a, you know, kid in the 90s, one of the things that we never talked about was depression. We didn't talk about that kind of stuff. Um, that was for girls. And every time I would have be depressed or whatever else, people would just tell me to suck it up. And my response to them would always be, well, fuck you, suck it. You don't know what I'm going through. Don't tell me to suck it up. So the whole idea of Suck It Podcast is you tell the world to suck it because you don't know. We don't. We will survive, and you can't tell us what to do because this is who we are. Um, yeah. And that's the whole idea behind the show is, you know, it's a mental health-driven show, and I talk about it through entertainment. You know, I talk about it through bands. You know, you guys can look at my fucking Instagram and see and my, my past history. All I do is pretty much talk to bands. I mean, I talk to authors and other stuff like that too, but – the primary thing I do on this show is music um, because in my opinion, music is the number one, I don't want to say cure, but like the number one thing that people do when they're having depressed days, they'll turn yeah. on the radio, they'll listen to a CD, they'll listen to their Spotify albums more so than they'll do on a regular day. Music in the, excuse me, in that moment helps them beyond anything else. A movie, talking to a therapist, nothing does what music does. And that's why I do what I do because, you know, music is a savior for me. Huge. Yeah, you know, um, aside, because when I, the, when I did my last suicide attempt, it was in November of 2018. And, um, you know, that song by, you know, Falling in Reverse wasn't out yet. But a song that was at the time was a song by the uh, by a band, uh, again, another California band, uh, called Bad Flower. You know them? Mm, I, I've heard of them, but I, I'm not sure I've heard the music. So Bad Flower has a song called Ghost. And the song Ghost is about uh, the lead singer Josh's suicide attempt. And mm. it's literally him talking about, it says, I tried it once again, but I think I went too far. And it, the whole song is just about his, his multiple suicide attempts. And as I'm getting ready to press that gas pedal and start getting ready to run that red light and head to that cliff, that song came on octane for me. And in that moment, I was like, holy fuck, I'm done. And I immediately stopped myself and I pulled over to the side of the road and like whatever. But like, yeah. in my opinion, Josh and Badflower saved my life. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the power of music and that's why I do the show the way I do it because of, because of that fucking moment in time is the reason why I do this show like that. Dang. That's actually crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Um, I should have the boys on here in the next month or so. Um, I've talked to their PR people and honestly, I just want to bring Josh on. I want to have him on for 30 seconds. I, there's only one thing I want to say. Thank you. Yeah, I know I'm gonna have him on for longer than that, but it's like you know I, I just I want to talk to the guy because he's fucking cool as shit. But yeah, that right that song right there has helped so many other people. But then you know if you look at the last 
10, 12 years of music, you know, you've got bands like Nothing More that have mm-hmm. done a, a bunch for this, um, the anti-suicide and depression, you know, um, community because of the lead singer, Johnny, his sister's, um, her, his sister has gone through a lot of stuff. Then you got Falling in Reverse. Then you got Bad Flower. You know, even Lizzie Hale and Hailstorm are getting in on it. And everyone's jumping in on this finally in a way that is absolutely just mind blowing to me. And I fucking love it because it's something that has gone under the radar for so long. You know, yeah. and to finally have it be in, at the forefront is a great thing. But even then, it's still hidden. For example, last year, suicide rates and depression rates were at an all-time high. But yeah, oh, yeah. you know, uh, all we talked about last year was Corona, Black Lives Matter, and oh, wait, I got to win my election seat. You know, so, but the people that were dying, you know, from suicide and depression, they didn't care about them. We just care about everything else. Now, Black Lives Matter obviously was huge. Coronavirus obviously was huge. But the people that were sitting there running for their Senate seats and their Congress seats and even the fucking presidency weren't mentioning the other stuff that was going on in this country. The all-time high suicide rate. The highest suicide rate that we've ever had. The number hasn't still hasn't come out yet, but the experts are saying it's the highest we've ever had in this country. And that went ignored. Except for by entertainers, which is fucking sad. That's... Yeah, no, you're right. I, I mean, you said that the numbers haven't even come out yet? The official numbers have not come out yet, no. Mm. I really wonder. I, I'm wondering, too. I'm really wondering. Mm. Because I know even in my age group and your age group, prior to this year or last year, suicide was the second, the number two killer of people in our age groups. Yeah, I won't say who it was, but someone, someone close to the band, someone that we all used to know, he uh, he tried also to, to commit suicide, uh, not like like you know five or six months ago or so, and it was it was a really crazy night because we were all trying to call nine one one for him and and we were you know trying to get him to stop. We even had his ex-girlfriend who he still was into calling him telling him to stop all this stuff like we were all like really trying he's just down a bunch of pills and and uh, he was trying to just drive to the middle of nowhere where no one could find him you know what i mean and we're all just like yeah we were all just i was calling 911. i was trying to get them to find his location and all this stuff it was a crazy crazy night i still remember that were you able to save him yeah yeah we were that's that's fucking awesome. Um, you're a good friend, brother. Yeah. Um, that's that's powerful, man. That really is. Um, now we've gone back to the somber shit again. Um, <laughs> hey, man, life is not always just peaches and... and no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, and, and again, that's another reason why I do my show the way I do it. I don't... You know, you had asked me, you know, what do you want to talk about? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah. I don't pre-plan my convers in my interviews because they're not interviews; they're conversations. You know, yeah, we'll yeah. just kind yeah. of start spitballing and generate from there. I don't. That's why I don't like scripting things because then we wouldn't be able to have that conversation we just did, or you know, all the yeah. other things that we did. Because I can't think of this shit beforehand. I don't know. You know, 
about that kind of stuff about you guys. I mean, I know that you're, I've listened to the songs. I know that they're powerful in that way. I could fucking feel it. But at the same time, I didn't know the story about your, you know, your friend there. And I had, you know, how passionate you guys were about the subject. So, and the thing about it is at the same time, because I also have all these other, you know, mental issues and especially ADHD, if I find out that stuff before the show, I'm not going to ask you about it. It's like, oh, Because I'm asking because now I'm genuinely, you know, interested. And I'm finding out the same time the viewer and the listeners listen, finding out. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I like, too. So, um, on to some other fun stuff here. So, other than music, you guys are um, assholes when it comes to pranks. <laughs> this guy. Don't say me. Yeah, don't say me. <laughs> Every single day. Every night. Every night. I try to scare him. I get like like a, a fake roach. You know, like, you know, no, by the door. Like, you hide it. Yeah, I'll hide. I'll pop out of nowhere. Like. Yeah, your prank. I mean, I've seen some of your prank videos. They're pretty fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, the, the biggest one I think we done was uh, when I was back in that uh, prank crew, Nell. Uh, and we did the toe prank on cops. And we were at Venice Beach, <laughs> and we had a bunch of uh, soda in the car, in my car. I was in the back seat with the, with the leader of the prank, Kyle. And basically, we told all these cops that, you know, uh, like, we're trying to ask us, you know, like, we have coke in the car. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. And they're like, you have coke in the car? And so they arrest us. You know, they're about to put us in the, in the, in the cop car. They open up the back, you know, remove the blanket I had on there, and then boom, they see it's coke, but Coca-Cola in a soda. And they're like, ah, you got us. And it, was, it was pretty funny. They're actually really nice. They're actually really nice. Um, Please. Yeah, that's the video I was specifically talking about. I saw that shit. I laughed my ass off. Man. <laughs> uh, got yeah, yourself. I've done a couple other ones on TikTok. Uh, actually, a bunch of other ones uh, on TikTok and, uh, and other places like that. Um, but nothing quite like, you know, like that. We do, we've done some, some elevator spy pranks, like where we'll leave a suitcase in the elevator and leave and act sus about it. And you know, pretend like you know, five, four. They're like, whoa, 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 what's this counting down? Like, what the heck? And they'll like just leave the elevator, you know. So we, <laughs> but then afterwards, we always tell them like, yo, like this is a prank. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no one, no one really gets pissed off at us or anything. The easy people always just laugh about it. Like, ah, you know, you got this. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. So you gotta have a gimmick. Yeah, you know, so I mean, <laughs> you gotta have a gimmick. I mean, you guys have a, a good one. I mean, you guys have that look um, that just screams metal. Number one, you know, I love the fucking, you know, the rabbit, you know, bunny ears. You know, I love that yeah. about you guys. Buddy back here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is, I mean, it's nothing that hasn't been done before. Let's just be real. Um, but at the same time, it's how you present it. You know, because in this industry, just about everything's been done. Yeah, yeah, of course. It really has. I mean, and and I mean that in music in general. I'm not talking about rock. I'm talking about rap and even country music. They've all stolen from each other, and it's all been done. But, you know, it's not about who did what first and who's doing what now. It's how you do it, and how do you make it unique to you? Because that was like one of the biggest problems I remember. Um, you're probably too young for this because you're only 20. Um, back in the late 90s when Slipknot first came out, they had major fucking beef with Mushroom Head. And there was even a court case. Yeah, you know that? Okay. So there was even a court battle about masks and face paint. And this. It's like 
does it really fucking matter? You know, I mean, because Mudvayne was out at the same time and they weren't any a part of that, you know, but everyone was fucking doing it. Um, it it's not about who, like I said, who does what or, you know, whatever. It's about how you present it and how you make it your own, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. So. And I, I had no idea that that was such a big thing. Uh, it you know, really was. You know, it's funny. I was actually, uh, you know, the band uh, Hollywood Undead, they also have a bunch of masks, like new metal uh, yeah. type band. And uh, when I was a kid, I was probably, because it was before I was hit by a car. I was hit by a car when I was 13. I broke my leg. I couldn't do anything for like a year. Um, but I, so I, I was been 12, <laughs> right before then. Uh, I was in their music video called Young. And I was like, not, not, not their biggest song, but like, it was pretty big at the time. We yeah. are young. Anyways, uh, I played the lead singer uh, in the band because what happened was all the kids in, in the video were supposed to be the band when they were younger. Correct. And so at, at the end of the video, we, used, uh, we got to put on their mask. And, and basically what was happening was there was some authoritarian like, leader of the world that was like, oh, like he was evil. And I guess like we, we defeated him. So like, we, we like walked up to his office like all oh, cool, you know, trying to be cool because we were young. And like we were like shoving him around, and that was like the end of the video. Oh, and then like have her hand up, we're like, we are young. We're like singing yeah. along with the with the band. That's pretty, <laughs> pretty cool. I didn't know that about you, man. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, you know, they they had all, the whole mask thing just like slipped down. I remember like when I auditioned, uh, I, I was like, yeah. I remember I was like, I like rap and I like metal. And uh, I, I like I like bands like Slipknot. <laughs> and the producers they they laugh because like you know. Because they had a mask that kind of similar to Slipknot. Yeah. Anyways, funny story. <laughs> but what I like about, again, so let's, let's use Hollywood done as an example. Um, they wear their masks, but even then, they only wear them halfway through the, the, like a stage show. They'll take them off halfway through. You know, so yeah, yeah. like the masks are part of their identity, but it's not their whole identity. And, mm -hmm. I, and I, I like that, you know. Um, you know, they that's the way they do it. I mean, then even with, you know, after the whole... Uh, Deuce sp split and you know that beef and everything like that Deuce went off and did his own thing he's still wearing a mask so it's okay you know oh, it's yeah he still wears his own mask when he when he performs because um, he, he was a guy that I played because uh, that was way before the, the new lead singer came to the band yeah so yeah I had, I had his mask on yeah. yeah and for those of you who don't know Deuce was the original clean vocalist for um, Hollywood Undead um and now they have a new clean vocalist, but and the beef has been squashed because they've torn now together and stuff like that. But at first, oh. it was a it was a huge beef. Um, yeah, I, I, I never looked into it. I, I just I heard the vocal difference. I was like, oh, as, as a new singer, I, but I never read into it. I didn't know what happened. I mean, it's it's subtle because the, the I can't think of the guy, his new guy's name, but um, it's subtle. But he sounds a lot like Deuce too. Huh. I thought yeah. it was a little higher. Is what I thought. I could be wrong it, though. It, it, I mean, it might be a little bit higher, but. The tone is similar, if that makes mm. any sense. Like yeah, you can yeah, yeah. you can hear the difference, but you're like, oh, okay, it's you know, it's it's similar. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It still fits. It's oh yeah, it's still good. I mean, I love Hollywood and Dead. They're one of the best bands yeah, yeah. out there. Um, because again, they took rap rock and made it their own. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's the, again, that's the key to doing this business. You know, it's not about becoming the next Bring Me the Horizon. It's not about coming. The next trivium. It's not about becoming the next Metallica. It's about becoming the next Dylan and Alice, or you know, the next whoever you're gonna fucking be, and taking elements from all the bands that inspire you. But again, making them your own. If you want to wear a mask on stage, wear a fucking mask on stage, but make it your own. 
And yeah. you do that. And I, I fucking love the way it happens that way. Yeah. So what was the inspiration behind them in the first place? Uh, so basically, um, it's kind of, well, inspiration is from Donnie Darko. Um, and, but Obviously. Our, our old uh, bass player and guitarist at the time, uh, Will and Chris, oh, I, I probably shouldn't have said, eh, whatever, it's all good. <laughs> basically, uh, they're, they're scares at, at Halloween Horror Nights, and uh, they... So they, they like being like mo like monsters and they like being like, you know, uh, in mats. So they thought it'd be really cool if they were the ones uh, to because before we we're gonna have one, I think. And they're like, no, we should have two because they, they both had that job at the time. Now, I'm not sure if they still work there or not. But uh, so we got two of them. And actually it was pretty cool because we went to this, this, uh, this company and, and the guy at this company, he was on this TV show called Face Off. And it's like a, yeah, you've heard the show. It's like, you know, you create like cool yeah. masks. Like that type of stuff and so he was on the show and so he is like an expert at like creating like cool ass like masks and he's like yeah like i'll do it for sure so we um he worked on it for a little bit and boom we got these and they're pretty cool o only problem with it though a lot of people don't know this but the ears are really heavy so like when you're headbanging them a lot they used to always have neck problems and, and they're, they're no bitches like they're like they you know they you know like yeah, will is he's a big man you know what i mean like, like he's a, he's a big ass dude but that shit, he's like really fuck with his neck, dude. Like when he used to be yeah. headbanging, after the show, he's like, bro, like I can't do no more. <laughs> you know? Um, the same problem with uh, fuck, what the hell's his name? I cannot think of his name. Uh, the mixer, um, not Sid, but the mixer from uh, Slipknot, the one that wears the spikes on his head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got that same fucking problem because he they, he's gone to like small rubber and plastic and stuff like that, but they're still fucking heavy because of how many are on there. And they fucking move with them, and they fucking, yeah. yeah oh, I, I didn't heard, know that. I've heard stories of that, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Slipknot goes crazy. Slipknot is probably one of the most energetic bands that I've ever seen. Like, I, I think I've seen them live. But just judging off YouTube, like, they're, they go crazy. I've so seen I, them five I, times I, live. He's going like this the whole time with his head, you know? Yeah, I, I've seen them five times live. Um Dang. Insane. Um, but actually, the... Uh, the most energetic band I've ever seen is probably my favorite band right now. Um, a band by the name of Ice Nine Kills. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw them at Warped Tour, and uh, that was actually the biggest circle pit I ever participated in. And, participated in. and uh, it was crazy. Like, it was huge. Like, they were, like, running, like, a whole ass mile to get around. Like, they were, like, <laughs> pit, and, and they're, like, I think the second last band to go on or something. I know. It was them, and then I, I know at some point, some 41, which is uh, actually one of my tied at number one with Trust Company at my favorite band of all time, because I, I, I grew up, some 41 is actually what got me into music, into in the, in the rock music in the first place. Um, anyways, but uh, Ice Nine Kills went on, they're like one of the last bands, and yeah, their circle pit was humongous, and that was so much fun. Yeah, uh, so yeah. I agree, yeah, their energy is awesome. I've seen them four times, um, and they're just fucking sick. Man, yeah, I like that song uh, "Hell in the Hallways." Like Hell in the Hallways, man. Uh, that one, that song's about the movie Carrie or the book Carrie. Either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and again, that's another another example of making it your own. You know, there's been a lot of horror-driven bands, um, you know, and this or that, but they write their songs based off of horror movies or horror books or even plays. I mean, they have a song um, called. Um, Star-crossed lovers. It's about fucking Romeo and Juliet. 
all their songs are based off of, you know, movies or plays or something else. And again, they make it their own. That's another great example of that exact same fucking thing. So for this is a great like lesson, you know, you guys are having it. We, I didn't realize we were doing this until just a second, but like for bands that are just starting out, trying to figure out who they are, this is a great episode to watch because a, it teaches you what not to do. And as far as like getting signed, um, you know, the fact that, Oh, we've got to be original. No, you don't have to be original because everything's been done. Right. Make it your own. Um, yeah. you know, and so all the things we've talked about is, you know, is just like, life lessons for new bands so take this and learn people all right all right, all right. you want to talk about life lessons all right this this is this is more on common knowledge i guess this is more like common knowledge but all right check this out so you know we just talked about ice nine kills uh you know you said they're probably the most energetic band that you you've seen uh recently and you know i, I said slip not probably uh all right so they take the cake for that but i, I think I, I really think <laughs> my band a couple of years ago, or like like a, around right before the pandemic, um, we had one of the weirdest shows of all time. I, I'll say one of the one of the most fucked up shows of all time. It was a lot of fun, and, and all our fans had a great time, and you know we had a fun time on stage. It was before he was in the band actually, so he wasn't even here. I, I'm sure if he was there, like he would have heard me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he heard the story a million times. But it was like the most fucked up shit. I'm gonna tell you a crazy story. So basically, we we're playing a show uh, for Halloween. And uh, so it was, I'm sorry, it wasn't right before the pandemic, but it was that year. Anyways, a show for Halloween. And so we had all, like all of our fans come in different masks and different, you know, that type of like, just Halloween type stuff. Um, and we were gonna be the last. I think the last act to go on. And uh, basically what happened was one of our fans gave one of the bunnies at the time, his name was Will, uh, a, a drink. And uh, he's like, yeah, it had this drink. So he said, yeah, for sure, he, he drinks it because we, we're not gonna go on for like another hour or so. And, um, and he's like, oh, oh, by the way, there's um, ecstasy in that. And he's like, he's like, what? He's like, like again, he's no bitch. Like he, he still wanted to play the show, but he doesn't do drugs. He he's, he only drinks. He does no drugs. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, bro, you really give me like. Oh, so he gets pissed off, and he's a he's a big guy. So he, it's kind of scary, like when he gets pissed off too. Fan just like leaves and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't know that you didn't want you know ecstasy. He's like, why would I fucking want that? You know, if I don't do drugs, yeah, I'm about to play a damn show right now. So, anyways, he he comes to me all pissed off and and kind of scared. And he's like, bro, like, I I'm so sorry. Like, but in terms of what happened, he's like, we got to go on stage right now. So I've never done this. I'm not sure how it's going to affect my body. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get fucked up in 20 minutes or something. So I just, I just want to play the show because we came all the way here. We've been promoting this for a while. We had like 300, 400 fans that came by. It was a huge deal for us. You know, we never had a, uh, we never brought, because we were the main people. You know, it was, it was us. So we never had that many fans come by to one of our show before. So this is our, our biggest show so far. Uh, and we're like, we don't want to let our fans down. So he's like, dude, let's just like, let's have the people, you know, get all the sound people on, on board. Let's go on right now. I was like, oh my God. I was like, all right, all right let's do it. I'm trying to find, um, you know, all the other members. This one guy uh, at the time, he was, I don't know what he was doing. He was drinking with his friends, probably off in a car somewhere. I'm like, I'm trying to call people. I'm like, let's go, let's go. So we hop on stage, they throw on their bunny masks. They're fucking ready. Please, please, please play the show. And uh, the first song, so it's gonna get even crazier. That's not that's not even like the tip of the iceberg. There's more. So 
our first song, we can start with a song called Falling Down. We play the intro. I'm not even singing yet. It's just a 20 second intro. Da -da 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 -da. Now I'm singing. Where, where, where did our bass player go? So it turned out our bass player had a seizure and fell off stage. He fell off stage. And, uh, and uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He played, he played guitar at the time. He wasn't bass player yet. He switched instruments at some, at some point. Anyways, one of the guitarists fell off stage and he had a seizure, but we didn't know what happened to him because he was talking about how he wanted to mosh, uh, mosh pit with our fans and, and crowd surf and do all that you know, stuff. And uh, I was like, I was like, where'd he go? You know, and, and I, I see my parents in the, in the front row. I was looking at them like, what? And they're like, just keep going, keep going. I, I see my, my, my dad going like this, like, keep going. I'm like, all right. So we're just singing the song, da da da. I'm like, this dude is probably mosh pitting with our fans. I, so I, my whole, we played the entire set without him because we thought he, because he, he was kind of a, like a crazy guy. So he, you know, I, we thought just with his personality, he just said, fuck it, and was just jumping in the crowd and shit. And I was like, oh my gosh, he, I was like, whatever. We still had a great set and it went, you know, went really good. And only- How did you uh, play without a guitarist? Well, we had a, a bunch of guitars at the time. We okay, had like, more than one. There, there was three okay. at the time. Uh, oh so God. he was one of them. So we, now it's down to two. Yeah. Uh, so we got, we kind of, you know, got lucky in that sense. But anyways, um, we played the whole set, went really good. And um, anyways, only like maybe 20 or so people saw that he fell. Uh, everyone else, because he, he was on, on the stage left. So he fell off stage left. So only the security guard and like the people on this side saw him fall. Everyone else, they're, they're mosh pitting. So they're not really paying attention. Uh, and, and we didn't see, because we're all looking forward too. So I didn't see that he fell to the left. I just saw when he was gone. <laughs> so after the show, um, uh, security guard and, and, and our guitarist's uh, younger brother, Nick, walks up to us and he's like, dude, uh, you need to go outside right now. Like, like your guy is on the ground. Like he had a seizure. I was like, what? I was like, oh, that's what happened. So we went outside. Then he's, you know, he was, he was crying and he, and he was like, um, he's like, he, he felt like, like he, he let us down. You know, he felt like, cause he, all this time he wanted to prove himself and all this stuff. And then he had a seizure. I'm like, dude, that's not your fault. You know? Uh, and then it turns, turned out that he was, um, epile uh, ep ep epilepsy. Uh, and he got that from his dad. And uh, so that really sucked because then we weren't sure if we, if we could play any shows with him in the future because now he just developed this thing like where, you know, flashing lights, you can't do that. And uh, it, so it really, really sucked. Um, and you know, we, obviously we, we cheered him up and, and, you know, we were hanging out with them and, you know, we, we made him, you know, so happy. Like, yeah, we still did the show, man. And, and you were there. Like, we got, we got footage of you for a couple seconds. You know, we got, we got some pictures with you too. And um, yeah, so it was crazy. Um, that was the craziest part. And uh, the last bit that happened was, I won't say which guy, because, uh, you know, personal stuff. I don't want to get Absolutely. too personal. Uh, but one of the guys in the band, his girlfriend actually had, they, they broke up like a week before the show, or a week or two weeks, because she was doing some shady stuff. Uh, I think she might have cheated, or I, I don't know. But anyways, uh, but she came to the show, though, and she brought a couple of her friends. But uh, now that she is single because she did that thing and the guy in the band was also single, he was dancing with some girl. He was dancing with, with you know, one of the fans or whatever. He was doing his thing. And, and so she saw that and was pissed off. And, and so I was backstage and she was backstage somehow. I don't know how she got back there, but she was backstage. And I saw her complaining and crying to her friends saying, oh, F him and this and that. Can't believe he would, he would dance with someone. All that. I'm thinking in my head, like, this is very awkward. I'm not going to say anything, but I was like, didn't you just cheat on him like two weeks ago? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just, all right. 
So I was like, that's what you deserve. I don't know. So I, I went back, put my, all my gear in. Uh, one of the other bands had a big tour bus and they couldn't back out because a car was blocking them and they were all pissed off. Uh, and, and then, and then <laughs> and some guy ran over, like, you know, like those, um, those cement blocks for, that stop you from parking. So someone ran over one of the cement blocks by, I think it was Tommy. <laughs> I think she, Tommy, our, our guitarist Tommy <laughs> fucking drove over that by accident. So me and my dad and security had to like try to move it. Luckily we were able to move it. It wasn't that super heavy. It was heavy, but you know, we were able to do it somehow. And it was just so chaotic, man. The whole night was just crazy. And that was about it. That's our story. <laughs> That is about as metal as it gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty fucking metal. Never again. I don't want to do that again, but it's a pretty crazy story to tell. <laughs> yeah, again, that's 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 about as metal as it gets. I, I can't even Nope. <laughs> I don't think I've heard a crazier story. <laughs> Yeah, no. I know, I know one of the guys that somehow like whipped their thing out and was peeing. You know, we didn't do none of that, but you know, this is crazy in its own way. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm sure I, we can come up with some other stories if we really, you know, tried or Googled it. But yeah, yeah. Be, <laughs> I, I'm sure, uh, um, you know, Romstein has some crazier fucking stories. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> those fucking guys. Um, Lamb of God, I'm, I know, has some crazier stories, you know. So I mean, I mean, but still, that's still a fucking crazy ass story. Yeah. But that, but that does suck about your, um, about your boy though. I mean, that. So the, the ecstasy actually triggered the epilepsy. Oh, so that that was actually two different people. One oh. Got okay. And it, and it hit him uh, during the show, supposedly, is what he told me. But he still was playing through it. The other guy had a, a epilepsy. Uh, so, so so that's even crazier now. That it was two separate guys. I thought it was the same yeah. guy. Okay. And, and then and then the third guitarist was one that ran over to cement blocks. So each <laughs> guitarist something happened. <laughs> Every guitarist, the, the guitar curse. Oh, you're oh, next, bro. You, you oh, play guitar, God. so it, you're yeah. next. Oh, and wait a minute. God. So was the guy that had the girl cheat on him the guy with the ecstasy? Yes. Okay, so then, wait, so then regardless, I mean, you need to have touchy-feeliness. Everyone, when you're on ecstasy, you don't want to be touched. And, you can't blame that on him. But Fuck he was that also bitch. single, too, so, you Exactly. Know. Fuck that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was crazy. I thought she had no right to be upset, but I, I didn't say anything. I'm not a guy that just wants to talk drama, especially, like, when she's crying. She's upset, but I'm like, hey, you did your thing, so you were messing around, so... Damn, yeah. that's that's a fucking crazy ass story. Yeah, I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> now that's that that definitely takes story of the year, man. Oh wow, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to... Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> man, you guys are fucking cool as shit. Um, thanks for reaching out and wanting to come on, man. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, dude, um, it's been a lot of fun. It, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I mean, I get PR people reaching out to me a lot to, hey, do this or, hey, do this for me or, you know, hey, talk to this person. Um, it's rare where I actually get the band itself reaching out. Um, and so that right there was a really cool thing for me. So thank you very much, guys. Yeah, of course. And you know, guys, thank you. Man. I really appreciate being on the show. Hey, dude, you guys are awesome. You guys are welcome back any fucking time. Um, 
so before we close out, though, when are the singles going to be released or the next single going to be released? Uh, soon. Uh, so we have two right now, and they are going to be out soonish. Uh, right now, we're keeping them in our back pocket. Uh, so like when we get reassigned to whatever label we decide to go with, um, we're probably going to release under them, most likely. Uh, so it's kind of like our like leverage, like, hey, you want these really good songs? You know what I mean? Yeah. Finest, you know, that type of thing. But probably pretty soon, as I said, we're going to take on meetings uh, in the next month or so. so. Okay. Well, Keep you updated. Let's, let's do this. Uh, once you figure all that out, how about we have you guys back and we'll play the singles live and we'll uh, debut them. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. And I'll, I'll get the full band on, too, so you hear uh, even more stories I, I didn't tell. Hell Michael, yeah. You got a backflip, landed on his neck on the show. We got more. <laughs> <laughs> got more. <laughs> Hell yeah. So um, let's see, keep in touch, and uh, we'll um, bring you guys back when the new singles come out. We'll bring the whole band on, and we'll have yeah. – uh, have a lot of fun and do some more fucking antics. Sounds like a great time. So I have a 10 year old standing next to me who wants to say hi. 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 How you doing? (laughs) That's literally all she wanted to do. She just wanted to come by and just say hi. That's it. Uh, That's all good. (laughs) She breaks into my office and does shit like that all the time. I do. But anyway, thanks a lot, guys. We'll keep in touch, and we'll definitely uh, set something else up because I really want to debut these out. The way you've been describing yeah, yeah. that that single, I cannot fucking wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's definitely our, our best song we've ever had, like, by far. I know offense to, to the old songs, but it, it's, <laughs> it, it blows out the water, man. I'm telling you. Absolutely, man. Let's do that. Let's... <laughs> Uh, I think she wants to go, me to go upstairs and she wants to watch a movie. Yeah. Um, it's time. It's time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll definitely set something up and uh, we'll we'll debut the singles and we'll bring the whole band on and we'll have a good fucking time. Sounds like a great time. Let's do it. All right, man. Well, from myself, from Dylan and Alice over here, thank you guys so fucking much for joining us on a Friday night. Thank we you. will see you back next fucking week. We love you. Stay happy. Stay healthy. And as always, stay fucking heavy. We will see you guys later. Peace. Peace.